You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. And love. Oh, and love, he's got a real chance now. Peter and love. John Walk will take the penalty. Up goes Dion Dublin. Unknown goal from Ruddock. Ball might break here for Kiwabia. Pannister and Bruce in the queue again. Bruce scores! Oh, a magnificent goal from Darren Huckabee. Still rule Fox. He's gone to the left. Oh. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh. he has No! Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin Willie Score, the 90s football show. I'm Michael Marden and with me as always for episode 12, the final episode of the series, our regular hosts Josh Widdicombe. Hello. And Chris Skoll. Hello. Now, the reason you're hearing my voice instead of Chris or Josh's dulcet tones is for the last episode of the series we thought we'd do something a bit different. So, welcome to the first and possibly last Quickly <laughs> Kevin 90s football quiz. So excited. To play against them, we have got on the opposing team, friend of the podcast, comedian and Swansea fan Ellis James. Hello. And joining him, we have enemy of the podcast, <laughs> comedian and lapsed Aston Villa fan, <laughs> yeah. Tom Crane. Hello. Thanks for joining, guys. Tom Crane, who asked me if he should start supporting Arsenal because he lives in London. <laughs> Right now, before we start the quiz, guys, you're obviously playing for uh, professional pride. We're also we've decided we, we discussed which teams it should be, so we've put me and Chris together. We were going to go opposing teams like Ian Botham and Bill Beaumont, but um, <laughs> instead we thought it'd be better if it was us defending the honour of the podcast in an Ashes style. Yeah, yeah. we're going to burn a packet of '90s stickers and call that the Ashes of '90s <laughs> football, and we will play for the right to own those Ashes exactly. every season. Because I can hear you trying to win them back next series. <laughs> <laughs> now, as, as well as the Ashes, the teams will also be playing for some prizes. Oh, oh wow! Okay. The first of which for you listeners is a personalised mug of Laurie McMenemy of Laurie McMenemy (laughs) with a quote on the back that says do what you do for your clubs (laughs) (laughs) and if you put a uh, hot drink in there Laurie undressed it (laughs) (laughs) and the second prize I think one that will interest Skull oh wow a full set of uh, West Ham Pogs West Ham West Ham Pogs oh wow Matty Holmes what year are they from uh, that would be about 95. 95. Yeah, 95, 96 maybe. Yeah. So there's a lot to play for. During the period when West Ham weren't winning anything. Do you remember that? Between 1980 and 2017. And the winners will also get to choose 
a 90s banger to play out over the end credits of the final yes, episode. <laughs> I can't wait to donate those pogs to a charity shop. <laughs> In the window. Yeah. <laughs> That's the absolute dream, isn't it? Right, let's get on with the quiz. When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Round one is called pre-match warm-up. Now this round consists of 10 entry-level 90s football general knowledge questions. It's a quick-fire round. Oh no! So the first team to buzz in with the correct answer wins the point. If you guess incorrectly, the question will be passed over to the other team for a chance to answer. Now, if Josh or Chris buzz in, you'll hear this sound. Can we not knock it? And if Tom or Ellis buzz in, you'll hear this sound. A low-fat pizza or something like that. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I can't tell you how nervous I am. I I can't feel my feet. (laughs) That's ironic because we had booked Alex Brookerby. He's still one of them. I'm either going to be so proud of myself or absolutely riddled with shame. (laughs) What did you say before sex? (laughs) (laughs) Yet to to feel that pride. (laughs) Yet to feel that pride. But one day, on the horizon. (laughs) I think I read too many books about football because I now refer to sex as the end product. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely bit of end product. Okay, here's your first question. Who scored the first ever Premier League goal? Can we not knock it? Josh. Brian Dean. Correct. Oh, I do. I was going to say Les Ferdinand. Question number two. Staying on the topic of goals, which player scored the first ever Premier League goal to be broadcast live on TV? Can we not knock it? Chris. Les Ferdinand. Incorrect. Oh, damn. Was it Dean Atkinson? The answer was Teddy Sheringham. Question number three. Who was the last English manager to win the top flight league title in England? A low-fat pizza or something like that. Oh, Ellis. Howard Wilkinson. Correct. Oh, exciting. Question number four. Who is the only player to win PFA Player of the Year for two different clubs? Can we not knock it? Josh. Eric Cantona? Incorrect. Oh! Why would it have been? He wouldn't have won it for Leeds. He turned up at the end of the season. He only played four games for Leeds. <laughs> what was I thinking? Tom and Ellis. It wasn't David Sherlock, was it? No. It was Alan Shearer. Of course it was. He's an entry-level guy. He's in trouble. Question number five. David Beckham scored his famous goal from the halfway line against Wimbledon on the opening... Can we not knock it? Skull's gone in early. You, you bust! Go Neil Sullivan. Take a guess. 96 97. Incorrect. Oh! I will finish the score. Ah! Tom and Ellis' team. David Beckham scored his famous goal from the halfway line against Wimbledon on the opening day of the 96 97 yeah, season. Correct. But what squad number was he wearing? Oh, oh entry level. <laughs> I think it was 14, but that might be wrong. It was 24. To be fair, that's the hardest question in this first half. In just the first round? Round eight, agent fees. (laughs) (laughs) Question number six. Which Arsenal manager signed 90s legend Dennis Bergkamp? A low-fat pizza or something like that. Tom. George Graham. 
is Bruce Riop. Correct. Lovely bit of business. <laughs> Lovely. Question number seven. Who was the only British player to win European Footballer of the Year during the 1990s? Can we not knock it? Josh. Michael Owen. Correct. Oh, lovely! Mate, you're on fire. Question number eight. Which Italian midfielder was briefly player-manager of Crystal Palace in 1998? Can we not knock it? Josh. Attilio Lombardo. Oh, mate. Correct. I went to see him play. I did. Such fast fingers. Yeah. I never thought I'd blame my fingers for anything. I knew both those questions. I'm really strong on the ones you haven't answered. You're retrospectively a genius, Ellis. Question number nine. Which future England manager signed Des Walker for Sampdoria? Can we not knock it? Josh. Sven Goran Eriksson. Correct. Oh, mate! I can't wait to see you on 90s football wig. We need to start pressing quick and early and then work out the answer. That's insane! And finally... On only one occasion during the 90s, have two players from the same club scored more than 20 Premier League goals each? Which club and which two players? Can we not knock it? Chris. Andy Cole and Dwight York, Manchester United. Incorrect. Oh, good guess. Liverpool are winning Fowler? Yeah. Incorrect. The answer was Newcastle, Andy Cole and Peter Beardsley. You're never getting no. that. You're never getting that. He scored 25 goals. That Peter Beard. Yeah, 93-94. I never imagined him scoring that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the end of round one. Time for round two. Well, so far it's been a season of speculation concerning big money transfers. So many rumours, so many false alarms. This round is all about player transfers. The 1990s saw an influx of world-class foreign imports into the Premier League. But can you name the club from which these players were signed? Oh, that's a good round. Benzman chasing. And he doesn't give it up. And look what he has done. It's an astonishing piece of finishing from the great German. With Zola. Lovely footwork from him. He dances through! And Manchester United were totally bewildered by Gianfranco Zola. Yabara. On he goes! Found Hullet, Keith Hullet, danger here, it's Rude Hullet, it's a great goal! And oh, terrific! 
Big double save by Schmeichel. A wonderful stop by the Manchester United goalkeeper. And they're streaming forward here. This is Kanchelskis. Still Kanchelskis going alone. So to confirm, those players were Jurgen Klinsmann, Gianfranco Zola, David Ginola, Janino, Tony Yeboa, Lucas Radaby, Patrick Berger, Rude Hullit, Peter Schmeichel and Andre Kanchelskis. One point for each correct answer and the answers are coming up at half time. Time now for round three. Ten questions about arguably the greatest international tournament of the decade. Italia 90. Oh, I thought it meant Euro 92. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll cover the tournament properly at a later date on the podcast. However, I want to share with you a couple of stories I found about Italia 90 whilst researching this quiz. Oh, can I tell my story first? Go for it. I just got. I, I told this on Fighting Talk, obviously twice, because I told it the second time and got abuse on Twitter. For <laughs> but my dad, because I was seven, this is my first proper memory of football was Italian 90. My dad went out and bought a large TV with um, teletext yeah. for the first time and Clank. a video below it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Got it out of the boot and dropped it in the drive, cracked straight down the middle of the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Use it to judge oh, off no. sides. So I found these two stories. The first one centers around Argentina's 1-0 victory over Brazil in the second round knockout oh, match. Yeah, I hate that. Now, after the game, apparently Brazil's Branco made the extraordinary claim that he'd been drugged during the match. Oh, yeah. And at the time, it was dismissed as sour grapes. But in later years... That's not going to do it. Diego... <laughs> Were they fermenting? We're going to a festival, mate. Does anybody eat sour grapes? <laughs> mate, if you, do, if you do enough of them, it's like having a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but in later years... Diego Maradona confirmed that this was actually true. No. And Branco's water bottle had been spiked with a drug that the Argentina coach called Goodnight Cinderella, wow. which was wow. actually rehypnol. Wow. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but apparently but, Maradona's confirmed but it. Can you believe Maradona? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when it comes to illegal drug I've taking. I've seen some superb pictures of him gacked up. One of him at that big sort of street party they have in Argentina, and he's yeah. amazing, like, Great, lovely, 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 lovely yeah. touch. Like World Cup 94 when he eats the camera. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And chats to the cameraman for an hour yeah. in, a ki- <laughs> in a kitchen in the bowels yeah, of the stadium. No, it's really, we, should, we, should, we, should start, we should start business together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, great man, I we can use my counter and he's banging for he's cool as well as things in a cooler counter. Yeah. Please don't go home, please don't yeah, go home. Yeah, he's just <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and the second story uh, it revolves around everyone's favourite underdogs, Cameroon, oh, whose yeah. amazing progress to the quarterfinals was made even more impressive by the fact that their manager, a Serbian whose name I'm not even going to try and pronounce, didn't speak a single word of French, and he had to rely on a chauffeur from the Soviet embassy to translate his team talks. Wow! However, wow. 
since the chauffeur was an aspiring manager himself, oh my God. No, he ignored a lot of the actual manager's <laughs> advice and he instructed the team to play in a style that he preferred. That's amazing! That is, that is unbelievable. Again, I don't know how true that is, but I found wow. a couple of sources that say that. I think there are times when you can ignore the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. I just yeah. accept that as a fantastic, that fantastic. fantastic. And that chauffeur was Frank Clark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get on with the quiz. Here are your 10 questions on Italia 90. Italian striker Toto Scalacci was famously the tournament's top scorer with six goals. Which Czechoslovakian player was the runner up with five? Question number two Which England player scored his first and only international goal at Italia 90? Question nice. number three. What did Franz Beckenbauer become only the second person in history to do at Italia 90? If I do badly on this, can I just say that I boycotted Italia 90 because Wales didn't qualify? Yeah. <laughs> I can also I didn't have a telly at that point. So, so you've so. never watched the World Cup at this point? <laughs> Question number four. What World Cup record did American Tony Miola break in a group game at Italia 90? Question number five. Who was the oldest and most capped outfield player in England's Italia 90 squad? Question number six. And who at 23 with just 11 caps was the youngest? Question number seven. What was the name of the official mascot at Italia 90? Oh, I discussed it today. Oh, with, I was looking at it today. I discussed it with Crane today. He was I on the other team. And I've forgotten all Oh, it. yes, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Question number eight. During England's turgid one-all draw with the Republic of Ireland in the group stages... I don't think you can get Peter Sisson saying that, right? <laughs> the headline read, No football, we're English. After the ball had been in play for only how many of the 90 minutes? Impossible question. Closest team will get the point. Oh, oh. okay. Now possible. Question number nine. How many of Republic of Ireland's 22-man Italian 90 squad were actually born in Ireland? Oh, that is a great question. question. Very, very good. Closest team gets the point. Question number 10. Everyone remembers David Platt's sublime game-winning volley in the final stages of extra time against Belgium. (laughs) (laughs) That that definitely wasn't (laughs) Turgeon. I'll repeat. Everyone remembers David Platt's game-winning volley <laughs> in the final stages of extra time against Belgium. But what record does that goal hold for a World Cup match? That's the end of round three. Time now for round four. The next round is called Starting Eleven. This is a game you're all familiar with, but for listeners, this is how it works. In this round, I will give you a classic football match from the 1990s, and each team will take it in turn to name a player from either side who appeared in that game. Me and Crane came up with this game. It's been ripped off. <laughs> BBC Sport are listening. Can we have some money? You think to be using our game. There's a lot to explain about this. Firstly, Josh, how you invented this. Me and Crane and Ivo were in a car and we came up with it. And then the next thing I know, bloody... I feel like the person that invented the spinner. 
<laughs> but you lost, you lost at it at this game for a piece of BBC Three Online, yes, and you had to walk around London Stadium in a full West Ham kit. Yes, I did, and um, it was the pressure of it because you're with John Hartson, who is a hero of mine, and you know it's going to be viewed on the BBC Sport Facebook page, which gets lots of viewers. But did John Hartson didn't walk around the stadium with you? No, no, he he wished me luck. <laughs> <laughs> He was very gracious. Uh, fun, fun fact. I, I love John Hartson, and I really wanted him to sign his autobiography, but I, f- I forgot to put it in my bag. And the only book I had in my bag was The Third Reich in History and Memory by Richard <laughs> J. Agnes. Yeah. I thought, On that topic, we had a tweet this week from someone who uh, he had Stan once, and the only book that he had with the only thing to get signed was Anne Frank's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go on with the quiz. So to recap, in this round I'll give the teams a classic football match from the 1990s and each team will take it in turn to name a player from either side who appeared in that game. If at any point you name a player who did not appear in the game, you are eliminated. The last team with one man left standing wins five points. If you manage to eliminate both opposing players without losing one of your own, there is an extra bonus point. Wow. The iconic game in question is the first ever Premier League game shown on Sky Super Sunday. Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool, August 1992. Chris and Josh, your team will go first. Teddy Sheringham. Correct. Tom and Ellis' team, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh. Ellis? Bruce Grobler. Oh, God, I had that. Incorrect. Oh, no way! Oh, Oh, that's, well, that's quite sad. Like that. If I had my hand up, no, don't, don't say, don't say. Don't say. I'll go first. I didn't and then see, I didn't see rough that. justice. Okay, okay, so so Ellis is eliminated. I'm not sure which player, which team this guy played for, out of the two. But I reckon Paul Stewart would have played for one of them. Oh man, it's a gamble, that, isn't it? Correct. Oh, oh man, no, uh, Mark Wright. Correct. John Barnes. Good, good answer. Take his time. Oh no, he's not in the starting eleven, is he? Incorrect. Oh! Over to Tom. Okay, Liverpool Forest, nineteen ninety-two. Oh, that's help? kidding! I can't. I mean, there are a lot of iconic players here. Yeah. Oh. Ian Rush. Correct. Josh. Gary Mabbott. What? Gary Mabbott. What are you doing? Really? Are you having a break down? game watching. Oh, Forrest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> are you having a break? Yes. He's, he's had an absolute <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> what are you doing? Gary Mabbott. Oh, Can we replay the point? Oh, my God. Paul Stewart. That's where I thought he might have played for either team. I don't remember Paul Stewart. Do what? When you said that about Paul Stewart, I was like, you what? I don't remember Paul Stewart playing for Forrest. I should have cut you off then. Time now for the final round of this half. Oh. 90s Football Mastermind. Oh no. Ellis, you're up first. Your specialist subject is the FA Cup in the 90s. Ten questions. Your time starts now. 
Who were the last team to lose the FA Cup final in a replay before the rule change meant penalties instead of a second uh, match? Wednesday, 1993. Correct. In which year did sponsorship of the FA Cup begin? 1999. Incorrect, 95. And who were the two sponsors of the Cup in the 90s? Oh, um, Eon. Littlewoods and Axa. Who scored twice from the penalty spot in the 1994 FA Cup final against Chelsea? Eric Cantona. Correct. Which team lost two FA Cup finals in two consecutive years in the 90s? Uh, Newcastle United, 1999. Correct. Which Israeli international came on as a sub and scored a hat-trick as Spurs overturned a 2-0 deficit to win 6-2 against Southampton in the 94-95 uh, FA Cup? Correct. Which stadium hosted the most FA Cup semi-finals in the 90s? Uh, Villa Park. Correct. Which team won the FA Cup the most times in the 90s? Um, Man United. Correct. Who, when he scored in the 1992 FA Cup final, became the leading scorer? Correct. Which three Manchester United players started all three of their FA Cup finals in the 90s? Uh, Mark Hughes. Incorrect. It was Schmeichel, Keane and Giggs. Congratulations, Ellis. You scored seven points. Out of ten, that's yeah, that's seventy percent. Seventy percent, really is. <laughs> Which is a first. <laughs> Just. Next up is Chris. Come on, Chris. Your specialist mastermind subject is West Ham United ninety four ninety five season. Whoa, that's a bit specific. And your time starts now. What was West Ham's final league position at the end of the 94-95 season? 16th. 14th. Who scored the only goal in a 1-0 victory over Leicester in November that year? Um, why did Tony you go Cotty. So- Julian Dix. Why did you go so specific? <laughs> Just go West Ham. <laughs> Julian Dix was club captain that season, but who was vice captain? <laughs> oh, Man. my word. <laughs> Even more exciting than watching you win. <laughs> Alvin Martin. Steve Potts. Oh, yeah. West Ham sold Lee Chapman in January of that season for 70,000, but to which club? Leeds United. Ipswich. Oh, what? Really? Oh, bloody. You want to get a zero here, right? Yeah. West Ham lost 1 0 in the fourth round of the FA Cup to which team? <laughs> God. Feel the blood draining out um, Wrexham. QPR. Oh, Just let you know yeah. the best you can get now is a 2 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I thought these would be easier. I've literally just pulled these from uh, the one oh page, Wikipedia page, that West Ham have I on that season. I thought I knew so much more about this than I did. I okay. thought you could see that. <laughs> Question six Who was the top scorer with 15 goals in all competitions that season? Don Hutchison. Tony Cotty. The highest attendance at Upton Park that season was a one-all draw on the last day of the season against which side? Um, Manchester United. Correct. Oh my yes! God. Come on! <laughs> Come back. The miracle of Medina. Come oh. <laughs> on, pride now. Who scored West Ham's only goal in that match? Michael Hughes. Correct. Nice. Which midfielder did West Ham sign for a fee of one million from Oxford in June 1994? Joey Bochamp. Correct. It's Istanbul, <laughs> Despite battling relegation in the early stages of the season, West Ham went on to lose only one of their last 11 games that season. Which London team beat them 1-0 oh, away? Yeah, Crystal Palace. Correct. Oh, the damage isn't actually oh, that bad. Really good. Wow, emerged from that with some dignity. 
Congratulations, right. Chris. You scored four oh, points. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Four of them. That is a lion heart. <laughs> that whistle means it's half time. While the teams go off for an inspirational team talk. And you can fucking pick someone else to help you and you can bring your fucking dinner. Because by the time I'm finished with you, you'll fucking need it. And I work out the scores. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Yo, they pretty mama. Hunger gnawing me to the bone. I'm fishing for some jaw on. Crispy in the main street. And wearing top to toe is certainly best. And I want that in good. You catch my drift. We are so brother sweet thing. It's time for the feet to hit the street. Yo, skin there, little blood. Drifter, it's a real mouthful. Did you catch my drift? After 90 minutes of share hell, you're gonna get thirsty. This is new isotonic leukocyte sport. It gets to your thirst fast. Isotonic means it's in balance with your body fluids. Welcome back to the Quickly Kevin 90s Football Quiz. After a fiercely contested first half, it's time to reveal the remaining answers and see which team is in the lead as we head into the second half. So, round two answers, player transfers. Jürgen Klinsmann signed from AS Monaco. Oh, <sighs> Gianfranco Zola signed from Parma. Yes. Who did you have? <laughs> oh, it's Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Oh, yeah. yes. David Ginola signed from Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Tony Yeboah. <laughs> Tony Yeboah signed from Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh! We initially wrote German club. Which was <laughs> never going to be good enough. Yeah. Janinho signed from Sao Paulo. I thought that was too obvious, which yeah. is not a way to run a quiz. Lucas Radaby was signed from the Kaiser Chiefs. Yes, hey! Hey! Yeah. Good band, good yeah. team. <laughs> Patrick Berger was signed from Borussia Dortmund. Yes. Rude Hullet came from Sampdoria. Yes. Peter Schmeichel from Bromby. Yes. And Andre Kanchelskis from Shakhtar Donetsk. Oh. Uh, round three answers. Round three was Italia 90. The second top scorer was Thomas Scuravi. Yes. The England player who scored his first and only international goal was Mark Wright. Yeah, we got that. Nice. From Towie. <laughs> <laughs> Franz Beckenbauer was the second person in history to win the World Cup as both player and manager. That's the easiest question of the whole quiz, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, uh, take it out, in fact. It's disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> the record that Tony Merler broke for USA was that he was the youngest ever World Cup captain oh, at age 21. We had yeah. biggest gloves. Yeah, we went we went the longest time without touching the ball, which is quite sweet. Yeah. England's oldest and most capped outfield player was Brian Robson. Oh, yes, yes, mate. I well done. I don't think he plays in the Italian. Didn't need to, mate. Already had the most caps. Well, we wrote down Terry Butcher crossed I it out. Butcher. And the youngest was Gaza. Yeah. Of course. Yep. The official yeah. mascot was Chow. Of course it Love was. him. Oh, best now, mascot ever. England's one or draw with Republic of Ireland. How long was the ball in play over the 90 minutes? Josh and Chris's team said 62 minutes. Ellis and Tom said 64. Closest team wins. The correct answer was 49. Yes! Oh, <coughs> Question number nine. How many of Ireland's uh, twenty-two man I squad were born in Ireland? Josh uh, and Chris. Josh and Chris said sixteen. So too high. Ellis and Tom said fifteen. Oh, too high. The correct answer 12. was six. Oh, Whoa! No the Irish way. diaspora. And finally, 
David Platt's goal against Belgium. What okay. record does that hold? It is the latest goal ever hey! scored in a World Cup match in terms of duration. 119 minutes. So do we get that as well? Because we had latest winner. You, you both get that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Both yes. Nice. So I can tell you at the halfway point, Josh and Chris's team have 23 points. Ellis and Tom have 23 points. Oh! <laughs> I was about to burst into a chorus of It's Coming Home. Yeah. Great. Great time. time for the second half. But I'll tell you, you can tell him now if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. The next round is called Starter for One and it's all about Europe's premier club competition. The bleakest dinner of all time. <laughs> Stop reading from your diary, Michael. <laughs> Ten questions about all aspects of the Champions League tournament from the 90s. Nice. This is a university challenge style format. The first team to buzz in with the correct answer will receive one point and will then be able to exclusively answer three bonus questions on 90s football for an additional one point each. However, if you buzz in and incorrectly guess the starter question, you will be ducted one point and the question will be thrown over to the opposing team to answer. Question number one. In 1995, Ajax won the Champions League with a 1-0 win against AC Milan. Which striker, who later went on... Can we not knock it? Josh. Patrick Clivert. Correct. Oh, right! Which striker went on to be accused of a horrendous crime? (laughs) (laughs) So, Josh and Chris, your bonus questions are on footballer autobiographies. Oh, Oh, God. Now, footballers love a pun or play on words when it comes to an autobiography, (laughs) but can you name the 90s footballer from the title of their book? Oh, lovely. Number one, Heading for Victory. Oh, man. Steve Bruce. No, it's not. Of course, it's a, it's cent- a defender, isn't it? Uh, it's a, a humorless centre back. Heading Colin to victory. Come on. He- Colin Hendry. The correct answer was Steve Bruce. No! Why did I do that? Number two, Hellraiser. Razor Roddick. Razor Roddick. Neil Roddick. Correct. And finally, LA Confidential. Mm, uh, Is this a LA. 90s player? It is a 90s player. Uh, his initial, initials might be LA, so. Uh, Lars. Uh, is it Lisa Ransom? <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Lorenzo Amoruso. Oh, no. Okay, next starter question. Two Nigerians played in that Ajax team. A low fat pizza or something like Tom. that. Tom? Was it uh, Fanidi George and uh, Kano? Brilliant. Correct. Brilliant. I am getting that. Oh, wow. It's not bad. Got respect. Wow. Yeah. Your bonus questions are on England caps and goal scorers. Mm. Number one. Who were the two players capped for England whilst playing for Wimbledon in the 90s? Oh, well, John Scales. Incorrect. Oh. Warren Barton and Warren. John Fashion. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Number two. Who, in 1993, was the last player to score four times in a full England international? Is that Ian Wright? Correct. Nice. Oh, fair play, Al. Against San Marino, was it? Correct. Don't give an extra point. They didn't know it written down. Enjoy what are you marking that down on your clipboard for? Don't worry about the scoring. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, third bonus question. Earl Barrett's 1991 England debut 
is the only post-war instance uh, of a player being picked for England while at which club? Oldham Athletic. Correct. No, Next can't... starter question. No team has ever retained the Champions League trophy since the competition changed name and format in 1993. Can we not knock it? Josh. AC Milan. Correct. Oh, it's a question. Who were the last team to win back-to-back European oh, trophies? Oh, wow, mate. I actually, these questions? No, I read yeah. an article on Zinedine Zidane today. Oh, right. They're okay. going to be the next team to do it, aren't they? Your bonus round is on 90s club records. Question number one. Pass and move the Liverpool Grove. <laughs> <laughs> is that an answer? No. <clears throat> question number one. Which team recorded the Premier League's lowest ever attendance of 3,039 for a mid-table game against Everton in 1993? Wimbledon. Correct. Yeah. Question number two. What did reigning champions Leeds fail to do during the entire 92-93 season? Win an away game. Correct. Final bonus question. Which team hold the record for both the biggest home and away win? In the Premier League in the nineties, it's got to be it's Man United. It's definitely, it's definitely Man United. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Next starter question: Who scored a hat trick against Barcelona on his Champions League debut for Newcastle? Can we not knock it? Faustino Aspria. Correct. <laughs> Your bonus questions are on goals and goal scorers. Oh, question number one: Mark Robbins, Chris Sutton, and Efna Koku are the only hat trick scorers for which nineties Premier League club? Norwich City. Correct. Who scored the first Premier League hat trick? Shearer? No, come on. Shearer? Who? Andy Cole. Okay. Andy, Andy Cole. Cole. Eric Cantona. Oh. Final bonus question. Recently, Bojan Kerchik became only the seventh player to score in all four of Europe's top leagues. So that's Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, and Bundesliga. Can you name the only one of these seven players to achieve that feat entirely in the 1990s? David Ginola. Florin Radachoyu. No way! Yeah. <clears throat> Next starter question. When they won the Champions League in 1999, what were Manchester United? Hey, Alice is pressed Alice James. Oh, mate. <laughs> 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 you just <laughs> 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 When they won the Champions League in 1999, <laughs> Yup Stam and Ronnie Johnson. Incorrect. Oh. So I'll finish the question. So early. When they won the Champions League in 1999, what were Manchester United the first team to do? that would not have been possible before the name and format of the competition changed seven years well, earlier. Your answer is impossibly game. No, how about not top their group and win the tournament? But it wasn't always groups, was it? That's the point, isn't it? Because they could have lost, the they could have lost a home and away against a team and won it. When they won the Champions League in 1999, what were Manchester United the first team to do that would not have been possible before the name and format of the competition changed seven years oh, earlier? Oh, I know it! They won it and they weren't champions because Arsenal won it year before. Correct. Oh, oh. Come on! It's coming. <laughs> Don't we can't clear it. Okay, here are your bonus questions. In 1994, Wendy Toms became the first woman to do what? Lines from woman. Lines Correct. Run the line. In December 1993. Howard Kendall resigned as Everton manager after the board blocked the signing of which Manchester United striker? I think it's Brian Clare. It was Dion Dublin. Oh. And final bonus question. Kendall's right there. Which German player was the first winner of the FIFA World Footballer of the Year in 1991? Matthias yeah, or Griezmann? I would say Matthias. Correct. Yes. Final start for one. Which Blackburn player was the first man to score a hat-trick for an English club in the Champions League when he scored... Th- Can we not 
Alan Shearer. Incorrect. <gasps> I think I know. Can you read the question out again? I will read the question again. Which Blackburn player was the first man to score a hat trick for an English club in the Champions League when he scored three against Rosenberg in 1995? Clue, and that is part of the question. Ah, what? Which Blackburn player? Okay, he was playing for Blackburn at the time. Neither Shearer nor Chris Sutton. I know. Okay, well, I should have listened to that whole question. That was the game when. Was it? When they ended up fighting, wasn't it? When the Solomon. Do you think it was? Uh, who was playing that saying that wasn't Newell? Who's playing? Let's go. It's unlikely. Go on then. Go Newell. Okay, Newell. Go Newell. Correct. Yes! I wouldn't have got that. Nice. Here are your bonus questions. We discuss. Brazilian strikers Romario and Ronaldo both had spells at which Dutch club? Uh, I think he played for uh, PSV. Yes, I think you're right. He wouldn't have played for a second Dutch club. Yeah, so let's go PSV. Correct. Which club gave Glenn Hoddle his first management job after leaving the England Post? Oh, leaving the England Post? Well, that's a good question. I think it was Wolves. 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 Southampton. Oh! Final bonus question. Who scored the crucial penalty that took Ireland past Romania in a shootout at Italia 90? Uh, David O'Leary. Correct. Nice. Come on, David, put it away, is what Liam Brady says. So that's the end of that round. The next round is a variation on the classic parlour game, Taboo. Oh. A round I like to call Taribu West. Oh. One member of the team takes a card with a 90s footballer's name on it. They then have 10 seconds to describe the player to their teammate without saying his name or nickname or any abbreviation. So, for example, if you were describing Ravanelli, you couldn't use the white feather. Or if you were describing Alan Shearer, you couldn't use SAS. If your teammate guesses the correct player in the time limit, you score the points. Now for this round, you have two options, either home or away. A correct home option will score you one point, but a correct away option will score you three points. However, not only are the away footballers slightly more niche, as an extra handicap, you are not allowed to mention any football clubs either if you use the away option. Josh, you're up first. Okay. Home or away? Home. Josh, your time starts now. Balding midfielder leads Coventry, then Liverpool missed the penalty in, against England for Scotland in Euro 96. A game Callister. Correct. Yes. Okay. Ellis, you're up next. Home or away? Home. Ellis, your time starts now. Play for Norwich and Tottenham winger. Rule Fox. Correct. Oh, my <laughs> word. Come on, Ellis. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so Chris, you're up next. Do you want home or away? Home. Okay, your time starts now. Ginger Heard midfielder played for Manchester United and Newcastle later in his career. Nicky Buck. Yep. Correct. So Tom, home or away? I am very bravely going to go away. Your time starts now. French, very skillful centre back. Balding could play the ball from the back. Play for this season's champions. Stop. Oh! I would say Frank the Book. Yeah. yeah. I thought you did quite well. I think that was. I, I, I accept all the blame for that. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that round. Oh. Time for the next round. <laughs> I thought you were coming up with a better link than that, yeah. mate. You paused, you paused the I, thought. I haven't written a link, basically, so I really struggled there. Okay, this next round is all about USA 94. <laughs> It's written in your eyes. You hope you'll see the dream come true. Oh, relax. In 
So this round is 10 general knowledge questions, one point for each. It's a quick fire round. Question number one. Which Scandinavian team won the third place playoff? Can we not knock it? Sweden. Correct. Question number two. What was the name of the official mascot at USA 94? Can we not knock it? We looked at it today. It was... It was something like... Bamboza or something like that. Incorrect. Stupid dog face. It, well, it was that dog. Yeah. yeah. It was an American cartoon dog. I mean, I've got no idea. I can see. I picked okay. Striker the dog. The correct answer was World Cup pup. Not good enough. Not Question good enough. number three: Which Italian goalkeeper became the first to ever be sent off in a World Cup final? Can we not knock it? Chris Paliuka. Correct. Nice. Question number four: Sticking with red cards. Which Cameroon player became the youngest to be sent off in the World Cup when he was dismissed against Brazil? He was also red-carded at France 98 four years later in a game against Chile. Can we not knock it? Joseph Yobo? Incorrect. Oh, I can't remember. No, I'm going to... The correct answer was Rigobert Song. Oh, really? Oh. Question number five. Who was arrested while working as a pundit for French TV following a scuffle in the press arena at the Rose... A low-fat pizza or something like Tom. that. Who was arrested while working at French TV? I've got this wrong. I've got this wrong. Uh, yeah, um, working as a pundit. Okay, let's go for. I'll give you a clue. It's not Mark Lawrence. Uh, let's go Platini. Incorrect. Cantona. Um, uh, yeah, Cantona. Correct. Yes! Really? <laughs> Question number six. Which Chelsea player captained his country at the 1994 World Cup tournament? Can we not knock it? Josh. Josh. Dimitri Karin. Correct. Wow! Oh, Incredible! <laughs> Amazing! Question number seven. Which Brazilian fullback was sent off? Can we not knock it? Josh. Leonardo. Correct. Oh. Question number eight. Which Argentinian striker scored a hat-trick in his first... Can we not knock it? Josh. Claudio Canigia. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, mate! That's a right. question. Which Argentinian striker scored a hat-trick in his first World Cup finals match against Greece? Oh, no, it is. Is it Batistuta? Yeah. Should we go for that? Or uh, Ariel Ortega, but I think maybe Batistuta. Batistuta. Correct. Ah, I'm an idiot. Final question. Which two players were joint top scorers at the tournament? Can we not knock it? Josh. Haristo Stoichkov and Romario. Incorrect. Oh! One out, one out of two. Jeffrey Romario. Oh, I know who it is! Bad. I don't I know who it is! It's Brazil, Italy, the final. Yeah. Baggio. So, it could um, be Baggio. Baggio or... Um, no, Baggio is scoring throughout, so I can Baggio might be wrong. I'll give you all of the Italy players. You can have all of them, because I know you're wrong. Oh, really? No, no. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Okay, you're not going to get it. Okay, okay. Can I say... I think Josh thinks he knows. Go. I don't know which one of the other two was right, but... Oleg Selenko scored five goals in one game for Russia. Correct. Oh, yes. And Stoichkov. But no uh, points. Just Romario scored five. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate, yeah. I thought he was the top scorer in that no. tournament. Apparently, Selenko yeah. and Stoichkov. I wouldn't have bet my house, but I certainly would have bet a couple of bedrooms that Romario yeah. was the top scorer in that tournament. I'm happy to take up residence in a <laughs> couple of your rooms in Crystal Palace, Ellis, if you want to have that bet. The next round is called Bidding War. Now listen carefully. This is how it works. Oh. On the open. Hello, 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 catchphrase for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the opening day of the first Premier League season in 1992, only 13 non-British players played a part in any of those fixtures. Oh, okay. Bloody Nora. 
each team has to decide how many of those 13 players you think you can name then submit your bid non-british non-british if the opposing team thinks they can beat your number then they can offer to name more bidding stops once a team doesn't believe they can go any higher at which point they can withdraw their bid and force the other team to name those players you'll receive one point for each correct player named however if you fail to match your target you'll win zero points and the opposing team will win the amount of points equal to their previous bid so mm -hmm. bid carefully and tactically tom and ellis your team gets to bid first how many of those players do you think you can name six Insane. Josh and Chris, do you five. want to? I thought, five. I thought we should say five, yeah. So you're going to make them name those six? Name the six. Okay. <laughs> Over to you. Anders Limper. Correct. Hans Segers. Correct. Eric Torsvet. Incorrect. Oh! <laughs> do I get to guess? Were we allowed to discuss that? Uh, yeah, you're allowed to discuss it. You're allowed to discuss it, but you didn't. So Did you not? Well, that's going to go Jan Molby. Incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant. Could you guys name five if you were forced to? Glenn um, Hussein. Incorrect. Oh. So you could have had John Jensen. Yeah. Anders Limpar, as I said. Robert Chazia at Everton. God no, knows how you say that. Eric Cantona. Yeah. Ronnie Rosenthal. Michel Vonk. Peter Schmeichel. Andre Kanchelskis. Gunnar Haller. Craig Forrest. Roland Nilsson. Hans Sager, as I said, and Jan Stetschkow. So Josh and Chris get five points. Oh, oh mate. Great second I off. don't want to say whitewash. We're really getting destroyed here. <laughs> Time for the penultimate round of the quiz. Ooh. This round is all about goals. Goal! Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes! That was a goal. Shit! Did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine. Goal! So the question is, on the 6th of February 1999, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer famously scored four goals as a substitute in Manchester United's 8-1 victory over Nottingham Forest. Excluding Solskjaer, can you name the other 11 players who have scored four or more goals in a top division game in the 90s? You'll receive one point for each correct answer, one bonus point for each correct answer the opposing team doesn't get. But to stop you from writing an endless list of names and creating an admin nightmare for me, you'll be deducted a point for each player you put on the list that is incorrect. Whilst you write down the names, here is a clip of the baby-faced assassin in action. Solskjaer thinks about going, beats the offside trap, but there's more to do. Oh, that's brilliant! That is brilliant! And it's another one. When he comes on, he usually gets a goal. The young Norwegian. Oh, that's a lovely play, and Solskjaer there! Oh, wouldn't you know it? The substitute is the one who gets the hat-trick. Oh, they're just queuing up, and it's six. Okay, so answers have been handed in, and I will reveal the full answers shortly. Time now for the final round of the quiz. Josh, you're up first. 
Your specialist subject is Euro 96. Your time starts now. Who scored in every group match for Bulgaria to no avail as they came third in the group and failed to qualify for the knockout stages? Sochkov. Correct. What was the name of the official mascot of Euro 96? Mm. Fat lion. <laughs> it was a fat lion. Goliath. Goliath. Oh, See, fat lion. Can you name all four England penalty takers in the quarterfinal victory over Spain? Pierce. Correct. Gascoigne. Correct. Platt. Correct. Shearer. Correct. Oh, mate. Great quiz. Wow. Which German player won the award for UEFA Player of the Tournament? Summer. Correct. Great quiz. Who scored Scotland's only goal of the tournament? McCoist? Correct. Oh, Geographically, which was the southernmost stadium to host a match at Euro 96? Wembley? Correct. Oh my. What was the official match ball of the tournament? <laughs> I don't know. The Adidas um, Tango. Adidas Questra. Oh no, I almost said that! Two English midfielders made it into the UEFA team of the tournament. Gaza and which other? Ooh. Oh, um, I think it might have been Steve McManaman. Correct. Who scored the winning golden goal in extra time of the final? Bierhoff. Yeah. Correct. Which Bulgarian player scored the only own goal of the tournament? The only one I can think is that guy that was like looked like a wolf. <laughs> Do you remember well, him? Michael, will you accept that as an answer? <laughs> uh, no, it was Penev. Oh, right. Wolverinov. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Josh. You scored seven points. Oh, oh, I mean, same as well. My route, my subject is far too hard. Okay. Tom, you're up next. Your mastermind subject was foreign imports, 1996 <laughs> to 1998. The first, <laughs> the first answer is the Danes hate to see it leave. <laughs> How many metric tons of olive oil does Italy? (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. (laughs) (laughs) Who were the three overseas players in Aston Villa's 1996 League Cup winning team? I'm sorry, you're fucked. This is Dwight York. Correct. Fernando Nelson? Probably not. Incorrect. Oh, did Milosevic. Milosevic and Bosnich. Oh, really? Question number two. Which Italian striker signed for Chelsea in 1998 but suffered a career-ending injury after just ten games? Mate, I was there. Okay. Um, I haven't got it. Luigi Casiraghi. Casiraghi. I was there at that game, and my season tickets were just in front of where that happened. Oh. And like, because it was Chelsea, West Ham, quite a hostile atmosphere. We were all going, "Get up, you fatty!" Oh, His career no. was over. Yeah, like he was right in front, like literally in the goal mouth. He's just stretched out, and his knee just exploded. Like oh. it was innocuous. You wouldn't, you wouldn't look at that and go, "That's horrific." But yeah, I like, I was telling, him, "Get, get up!" <laughs> and he didn't, and that's why his career ended. <laughs> Question number three. During the 97-98 season, which foreign goalkeeper covered for the injured David Seaman at Arsenal and kept a clean sheet in all seven matches? Fun fact, David Seaman, one of only three footballers my girlfriend can name. (laughs) (laughs) Can she name the backup? Because I can do with her now. Um, 97-98, who covered for David Seaman? Uh, was it uh, Alex Manninger? Correct. Who was on the bench last weekend for West Ham versus Liverpool? You chose it. Wow. And I saw it on the team sheet. I was like, it, well, it can't for be you. It. Yeah, for Liverpool. He's a Liverpool sub-keeper last weekend. Really? I wow. was like, that How can't... Yeah, like 40. Wow. Insane. Wow. 
Which right winger did Manchester United sign for 3.4 million in 1996 to replace an Everton-bound Andrei Kanchelskis? Um, no, I don't know. The correct answer was Karol Poborski. Why did you choose this topic? Don't know, really. Just stretch yourself, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to test yourself. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. In the 97-98 season, mm-hmm. Arsenal signed two French defensive midfielders. Yeah. One was Emmanuel Petit. Who was his less illustrious countryman? Oh, uh, well, it was probably Grimandi, wasn't it? Correct. There you are, mate. That's why I chose it. <laughs> 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 Which Italian striker was the most expensive foreign player to join the Premier League in the 96-97 season when he signed for £8.3 million from Juventus? Was it Ravinelli? It was. Next question. Chelsea signed goalkeeper Ed De Hoy for £2.85 million from which Dutch club? It's a good topic, I'm enjoying um, it. I mean, this, is, this is an absolute stagger. Yeah. Let's go for Feyenoord. Correct. Oh, oh mate, oh. three in a row. Anything you want to say into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Any apologies to the nation? <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a good guy, Tom. Like <laughs> Which South African centre-back moved from Lazio to Bolton? Uh, Mark Fish. Correct. There you go, mate, once again. <laughs> 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 Which Manchester United player was the highest scoring foreign player at the end of the 96 97 season? Well, I mean, can't make it. Well, Cantona? Oligana Solskjaer. And last question Which Dutchman was the highest scoring foreign import in the 97 98 season? Uh, Pierre van Huydonk. It was Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congratulations, Tom. You scored five points. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Thank you very much. So, time now for the answers. Now, these are the answers to the goals round, and the question was, can you name the 11 players who have scored four or more goals in a top division game in the 90s? For this round, Josh and Chris went very conservatively, and they only put down four answers. They put down Andy Cole, Robbie Fowler, Alan Shearer, and Ian Wright. Really stuck our neck out. (laughs) That shows zero knowledge of remembering anyone scoring four goals. Whereas Ellis and Tom did the opposite and listed 11. Absolutely. They put down Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, Ian Wright, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Dwight York, Jurgen Klinsmann, Stan Collymore, Les Ferdinand, and Ian Rush. So... Here are the players you could have had in order in which they scored these goals, so chronologically. First one to score four goals was David White for Manchester City. Yes, that's a tough one. Next, Gary Lineker. Oh. Ian Wright. Yes. Graham Sharp. Graham Sharp? What, the Everton player? Yeah. 80s player, that. Oh, sorry, he scored them for Oldham. Oh, wow. Uh, F. Anikoku. Oh, drift of Scored four goals in one yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Serious. Five one, yeah. five one against Everton in uh, 1993. Powered by the drifter. Uh, <laughs> then you could have had uh, Andy Cole. Yep. Yeah. Robbie Fowler, Gianluca Vialli. No. Yeah, against Barnsley, six 0 win against Barnsley. He scored four goals. Jurgen Klinsmann. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Michael Owen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh. Alan Shearer. No, he was the, we couldn't have a league on a Oh, uh, yeah, so you, you couldn't have a yeah. oh, This is the full list. Uh, Michael Owen <coughs> and Andy Cole have already said. So I can tell you that Josh and Chris got four out of four for that round. Nice. All correct. Safe, safe. 
Ellis and Tom got six right in that round. But got some long, wrong. But they got five wrong. It's more exciting to be around us, isn't it? Let's be honest. Get on your blazer, Glory. You could have just written one and got the same score. Time now for the big reveal. Who are the first ever quickly Kevin 90s football quiz champions? They get to take home the Laurie McMenemy mug and the West Ham Pogs as well as... I'll say it now. Uh, Rose says we've got too many mugs and Chris wants the Pogs. (laughs) (laughs) So at the halfway point, you were 23 points each. At the full-time whistle, Josh and Chris have 57 points. Oh, no. Ellis and Tom have 38. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, anyway. We retain the ashes. We yeah. retain the ashes of 90s. A second half capitulation there from Tom and Ellis. Yeah. That's dreadful. That's like a batting collapse. <laughs> <laughs> hammering. You're like England yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, negged my by my partner in the crease throughout. <laughs> Okay, well, we're obviously champions of the quiz and champions of the first series of Quickly Kevin. Guys, it means a lot to us. Would you, be, would you want to challenge us to the Ashes again next year? I think we'll just get hammered again. Don't hear me myself twice. Oh. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, see, I'll see you socially, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certainly no quizzing again. Josh, we've got some thank yous today. Can we thank all of our guests, which are in order? Matthew Letissier, Ellis James, Paul Merson, Miles Jacobson, Tom Crane, Jim Rosenthal, Ian Pierce, Nish Kumar, Ivo Graham, Matt Ford and Ian Dowie. And we'd like to thank the good people at Radioville for providing us their studio for and the series. And Acast for supporting the podcast. And... Um, Thank you for listening. We want all your correspondence to keep coming in because we'll do some kind of correspondence special at some point. If you want to get in touch with the show over the summer, here's how you can do so. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. So, Chris and Josh, you've won. Uh, What song are you going to choose? A 90s song to play us out from the first series of Quickly Kevin Will He Score the 90s Football Show. Chris, you have chosen a great one. I would love to hear the last thing that people hear of this series Natalie Imbruglia, Torn. I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm, he came around like he was dignified. He showed me what it was to cry. Well, you couldn't be that man I adore You don't seem to know, you seem to care What your heart is for Well, I don't know him anymore There's nothing where he used to lie The conversation has run dry That's what's going on Nothing's fine, I'm This episode is brought to you by State Farm You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.